Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Could you imagine being, you know, four years of age and being put into care and at the age of 26 affected so badly uh, by the way you were abused in care uh, that you're going looking for a full investigation into that. They're only to find out when the full investigation happens that they obviously clarify that you were actually abused while you were in care, but nothing can be done about it because of the statute of limitations. Well, one person who was in that situation is Mary. Uh, Mary, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Mary? Hi, how are you? Um, how are you? Thank you for keeping me on. No problem. Mary, yes. let, let's go back a little bit in time for us before you were four. How did you end up in care at four years of age? Well, my mum, she was an alcoholic, um, now, she never touched a hair in my head, I'm not going to lie. She she just, you know, she she got into a bad state. She had a bad child on her bed. And she was an alcoholic. But to be mm. honest, I was safer with her, in my opinion, yeah. than I was when I was taken out of her care. So were you forcefully taken from your mother's care or did your mother voluntarily have No, no, we were, for, we were five of us in it and we were forcefully took out. Now, she really, she couldn't, she just couldn't handle it. She, she couldn't, had, she, obviously, it was difficult for her in her in, with her addiction to alcohol to deal yeah. with children, obviously. Yeah. yeah. I, okay, I understand. She, she has a problem and to be honest, God help her, like, you know, it, it was hard. But she okay, well, at that time, you wouldn't have had Tusla. We would have had just the HSC. Um, so the HSC, I, I don't think Tussler would have been around at that stage. I know, I know you're only 26 now, but you were four years of age at the time, so it's like 22 years ago. So Tussler wouldn't have been around, but it would have been the HSC. So they would have taken you into care. And um, wh- can you remember that day? Did you remember the day that you went in there? I I vaguely remember it. I just remember them coming out, and uh, at the time there was, it was a caravan we lived in, and I remember myself and my brother. We were we were hiding behind the caravan, and all I can remember, I can actually still hear it in my head how going. Please don't take my kids. Please don't take my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, we had no choice. Yeah. They just literally gathered up like we were puppies. And, and you and you would think at the time it was probably the best course of action under the circumstances. Oh, you would, yeah. yeah. You would think. But okay. Uh, well, okay, that's not quite the way it first. turned out. Okay, so so where where were you taken from there? Where were you taken to? We were taken to Limerick. Okay. That's where we were placed then. Myself and my sister okay. were placed in a home in Limerick. All right, and and how long was it then before they found foster care for you or somewhere to go? Oh, was I think it was nearly straight away. Now I could be wrong there, but I think it was, as far as I I, I just vaguely remember it. I just remember him placing this home, and that that was I think it was nearly straight away. Okay. 19, I think it was or Okay, and and can you remember the? Was there a kind of feeling of relief then when you were put into a home? Well, when, when I say a home, a family home as such, rather than being in an institution. Well, it was scary. Now, I was never in a, thanks be to God, I was never in a residential unit. Okay. I was always placed in foster because I have tetralia follow on my heart and I have scoliosis on my spine. Okay. So, um, I needed heart surgery. Uh, when I went into care, I needed heart surgery and because of my mother's drinking problem, I was missing appointments when I was in care. So Okay. Or when I was with her, I mean, sorry. So your mo- your 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 mum was kind of guilty of neglect somewhat, of neglecting yeah. your, your, your needs. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, Probably the main reason why I was stuck in the main place. Okay. Um, because of that. And, and how was it when you went in first? I mean, into this new family, so to speak. You know, for foster care. How how was everything initially at the start? Can you remember at the start? I can. Wasn't? Yeah, I can remember. Like it was, she was lovely. Yeah. Lovely starting off. Really nice woman starting off. She had a husband. He was also lovely. Now I never had a problem with the husband either. Like yeah. even now, I don't have a problem. It's just with her. Okay. Starting. Okay. 
So, and, and Hello, how old were you when, when you believed that you were abused? How old were you? I was four. It started. Okay, it started. So it started fairly quickly. Yeah, I was four. I was four. Okay, and, and when, when you say you were abused, and let's clarify, there was no sexual abuse, but physical abuse. When you say you were abused, what did she do or what happened to you? Well, um, where do I start? I, well, well, I'll start here. I went to school and I bullied other kids. I took my anger out on other kids. Um, and one night there was a knock on the door and she would make me stand. She asked me what did I do or whatever and me so scared to answer back. Uh, she grabbed my hand and she started to... I had I had a habit anyway of flicking with my fingers when I was in trouble and she got my hand and she actually made it bleed. She rubbed it so hard. I still have a scar on that hand today. I might like she she rubbed it. Yeah, like, with her, just with the her, own, like, with her own hand. Yeah. Kept rubbing and rubbing and rubbing. You also have to keep rubbing at your skin. I know. Well, I remember kids in our school used to do the thing called a Chinese burn. Do you remember that years ago? And yeah. kids would twist your arm with their yeah. two hands and it would actually burn. You'd end up with a blister. Yeah. yeah. But she kept doing it and I still have it on my hand. I still have that scar. And, and would she do that on a regular basis when you were bold? No, that was just uh, when I was bold. Okay. I usually would sit at the table and be left there for hours on end with no talking. I was afraid to talk. I was afraid to ask for any more food. She'd give you a bowl of cereal or whatever, but you wouldn't ask for any more. You would get a slap in the jaw if you did. Um, right. One night... I and wait, can I ask you, but like, not that it justifies any of this, but do you think you were a difficult child? No, I definitely wasn't. Because you were saying, you mentioned that you kind of took your anger out on other kids in the school that you were in, that Ooh, you were yeah. a bit of a bully. So, but And I'm not, by any stretch of the imagination, Mary, trying to justify any abuse that you got, but would you have been difficult to deal with as a child? No, definitely not. When I was with her anyway, because I was afraid to talk. I was terrified to talk. Mm-hmm. And then when I was into school, I took my anger out on other kids. Yeah, okay. Um, she, another night, I had a problem with bed wetting. If I wet the bed, I came to a stage where I'd actually hide the clothes because she put me in hot water. She'd actually put me in the bath of hot water is what she would do. So I eventually I stopped doing that and I hid the clothes and I didn't even bother changing them after that age. You know okay. what I mean? But she did and I can understand why the bedwetting was happening. You were probably obviously a very anxious child after everything you'd been through, I suppose, yeah. as well. So there was a lot of anxiety there as a young child, I imagine. Yeah. So and you ended up having to hide the clothes so she wouldn't know. Yeah, I, I ended up actually having to hide the clothes underneath the bed so that she wouldn't know that I wet the bed. Another night then, I was sick. I had to try the follet on my heart. It wasn't long after I had my surgery done. I got sick in the hallway and I, I, I still remember the stage. Lick it, lick it up, she said. She made you lick up the sick? Yeah. Forced me to lick it up. And how old were you at that stage? Four or five years of age, so was it? I was, I was five. 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 So she got you down on your hands and knees and made you lick up yeah. the sick that you just vomited up? Yeah. That's not a word of a lie. Something that you certainly wouldn't forget, I could tell you. No. I still remember to this day. I still remember having to do that. It's like my one... That's like that's something that just wouldn't go away. I mean, it, no. thinking of that because I can remember everybody remembers things from their childhood because I, I I know traumatic events like my partner just said to me last night she noticed a scar on my finger and I can remember the day it happened, how it happened, what could the little dinky toy I was that I had in my hand that I cut myself with. So you will remember something as traumatic as that for the rest of your life. Yeah, she actually forced me, and I did. I imagine I actually did do it. That's how scared I was of her. And was she a big? Was she a big woman? She was. She was a fat. Well, I mean, I, I know every 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 adult to you would have been big because you were only kind of four or five years of age. No, so every adult would be big. 
but but and so she, and what was the fear that if you didn't do this that she was going to hurt you? Well, what my fear was I was going to get bet with a stick. <laughs> right. And did she use a stick to beat you? Now and then she would, yeah. Now and then she would. Um, if I didn't do it, I was told. But you know what? Normally I would do it. I'm told. I wouldn't get that far because I would just do what I'm told. You know what I mean? Yeah. I really wasn't. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't a hard child. Okay, I went into school and I took... But she never gave me crayons going to school. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She never gave me colours. I never had anything on my own. Um, my shoes, my footwear was so small. My feet are now... They're faced both different directions from when... From the age of four to eight. This is the way that's the time that your feet will grow. Yeah. My feet never grew because I was always in footwear that were too small. Um, so just basic requirements like your your clothes, like your shoes... What about your school books and stuff like that? Wait, did you get that kind of stuff? Well, I would go in with no school books most of the time. Okay. I'd have no school books either. I'd be in trouble with the teacher then, obviously. And was there any inspe- Can you remember, was there inspections by the HSC at the time? Um, yes. You know, they, they do these, I, I imagine they do random inspections on foster parents. Do, yes, but I was always away at a friend's house, as she was put it. I got my tools to file. And I did inquire about that because it's a disgrace that this woman can get away with doing all this. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll get to, we'll get to that part in a second. But can, can you, uh, you know, because I know you did you did have a formal investigation in relation to this. But I mean, in relation to when you were there, do you ever remember seeing you know a district health nurse or a, or anybody call around to do you know a, a local inspection or an on the spot inspection? I'd say once. Okay. Is about it. And did they ever talk to you at the time? Did they, any of those ever they, talk to Nash? How are you getting on or? Did, but she was the other side of the room and I believe me you would not say anything at that age. So you were terrified to say I anything bad about her? Absolutely. Yeah. And did you, did you confide maybe in the man in the house uh, you know who I assume was the husband or any of the other was there other siblings? Well, I, and don't tell me how many there were because no, I don't I identify it. But was there other siblings? Um, my, there was one my, sister, my okay. biological sister. Alright okay so she was the only other sibling there? She was yeah. And, and the woman herself did she have any, any children that you could have confided in even? She had... Okay, don't mention how many, but oh, did, did she, she have any? any? of her own. She yeah. had fostered okay. another one okay. also down the road. Okay, all right. And so did you confide in anybody at all? No, I don't think I did. I said it to the social worker when I left Care or Right. Okay. When I left her house at eight, eight and a half. Right. And what was the reason for you leaving at eight and a half? Is that normally the time that you would spend in one foster home, is it? Or? She ceased. She decided to cease from fostering. All right, okay. She ceased from fostering, okay. She um, said she had enough. I think what really happened to her was she realised I was getting to an age where I was beginning to open up. and Okay, and she was maybe worried that she might say something. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so when all that finished, you went through, it seems like, a pretty hellish time for four years of your life. Um, I have, I still have this image of you kneeling down, licking up your own vomit off the ground, which is the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. I mean, my little girl got sick there about a week ago, and I just said to myself, it's now it haunts you. You know, I'm 26, you think, oh, you forget about it. It doesn't, it doesn't yeah, I know, and it's because you've had your own child now, and the care you're giving to your child, you can see yeah. what damage that could do to a child, or you can see how a child should be treated and should be treated with respect. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong; children can be bold. We know that, and they yeah. and sometimes have to be disciplined in some ways. Uh, and discipline would have been different, you know, going back twenty two years ago. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you can understand a child might have got a slap on the bottom or a slap on the hand in those days, which would be something that would have been quite common. But to make a child, you know, drink their own vomit or whatever it happens to be. You know, it, I mean, and, and affection was. Did you ever get any affection? Um, I'm not saying did she smother you with love and hugs and kisses, but did she ever give you a cuddle no, now and again, or tell you a bedtime story? Or no, no, never, no kisses, no nighttime kisses, no. 
no cuddles, no nothing. No, it was just kind of... She was just there for the money, in my opinion. When I look back at now, she was mm. getting loads of money. Well, they are well paid, yeah. They are getting well paid and for doing it. And, and can I say, by the way, most foster parents are really good at what they do. And, you know, yeah, I'm, you know what? I can't say they aren't. I, when I left her care, I was eight and a half, and I did go to another home now in in Longford, and the woman was absolutely wonderful to me. Mm-hmm. Now, she's only after passing away a year and a half ago, but she was a wonderful woman. I could never fault her. She, treated, she treated you like your own mother would yeah. treat you, yeah. She was absolutely amazing. A woman like, you know, okay, so you, you treated her like your mum and she treated you like yeah. you would, should be treated as a child. And now, I, I suppose, you with your own daughter. Has that affected now the affection you have for your own daughter? When I had my own daughter at first, I it definitely did affect me. I, God forgive me for saying it, but I didn't like her at all. Right, okay. Oh, my God, I just, I couldn't understand this. I, I, I didn't know how to love her, you know what I mean? So you kind of rejected her a little I bit. I rejected her. I did, yeah. I have to say I did. Now I still have her. I didn't abuse her. I didn't do any harm to her. I'd done all the normal things. I you just didn't want her as didn't such. I want her. I yeah. Think. Now it's a different story. Like five years down the road, she's five now. She's lovely. I'm kind of just coming out and just like, okay. And are you smothering her with kisses? Oh yeah, now I am. <laughs> yeah. Okay, <laughs> now but, I am, yes. but, but this has had a huge detrimental effect in your life. So you, you asked the HSE to investigate, Zertusla, to investigate, who are now the department officer that would investigate these things, yeah. to investigate it. And what were their findings in that investigation? Well, it came back and they said they have come to a conclusion. Uh, no, sorry or nothing, which was great, I thought. The conclusion was founded due to consistent allegations which I have made about this woman and my family had also made about this woman while I was in care with her. So I had said I had fell one evening on access. I was turned up to access with a bruise on my body anyway. And one evening I was, I will put um, a plaster on your knee when you go home. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, I don't want to go back. And I just said to her, I don't like it there that she beats me. Okay. And your one turned around. You know what she said to me? What? Graceful. She said to me, do you be a bold girl? She said to me. As if that made a difference. Yeah, that's why I was cautious to say that to the start, even though if you were bold, it never justifies what happened yeah. to you. Yeah. And and so their findings came back and said, you know, when, uh, more recently uh, in the investigation, that, um, yes, there there seemed to be used due to the allegations that yeah. you were making and the consistent allegations and the cooperating stories from your family members as well in relation to this. But there's nothing we can do about it because of a statute of limitations. Yeah, due to statute of limitation rights, there's nothing you can Because do. you weren't sexually abused, obviously. Because there's no sexual assault. Even though every other abuse occurred, there was no sexual assault. So because there was physical abuse, um, it, physical it, it, it comes under the, the, the statute of limitations. Yeah, physical, emotional, any other abuse we can think of occurred, but sexual didn't. So this is the reason why you cannot do anything. You only have up to 21. When you leave care at 18, you have up to 21 if you want to make a complaint. And after that, if you come out after that, you get out. You can't do anything about it. And then for a lot of people, you know, 21 is probably not enough because sometimes in your 30s or in your 40s, it might have had an effect on you then. And you realise you might start getting memories back of what actually happened because it's not always easy to remember everything. Mm. You know? Well, for me now, it was the, the hit point. Like I always, I even when I was, but what really makes me angry as well is they ignored me. I was saying it while I was in care. When I left that woman and went to my new home in Longford, um, I said it to the social worker then as well that this occurred. And 
the abuse that went on, and she ignored me. Mm-hmm. She just, I don't think, I don't know if she even write down. She must have wrote down because it was wrote in the well, I'm assuming they take notes, yeah. I'm assuming they must. Yeah. But they ignored me, But and now I know why they ignored me, because they were trying to hide their own arse. Exactly what mm, they're all protecting each other, I suppose, in yeah. some sense, yeah. Okay, okay, but you, you would like to see the law change whereby there wouldn't be a statute of limitations. Now, I know for a lot of people listening, they're going to say, well, there's a complication to that because law, unfortunately, is a blunt instrument. Yeah. Uh, for example, many people of my age, you know, now when we look back and we see the abuse we got in schools, for example, you know, there's a statute of limitations on that for a reason that we can't all go back and start, you know, suing the state for, for our education system. Yeah. Unfortunately, because corporal punishment was around at the time. Yours is a very different situation. It was in a family home. You were, you were the responsibility of the state, solely the responsibility of the state. And in your case, I believe certainly, you know, they should be able to open an investigation into that yeah. or there should be criminal charges. Yeah. It should be definitely that woman should not walk free after doing that to a child. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not, well, it's not just the woman, by the way. And, and don't get me wrong, she was wrong. Oh, you yeah. are the responsibility of the state. And it's up to the state to make sure that you're not in an abusive situation or in a situation where you can be harmed. It is, yeah. I mean, it's solely up to them to, to, make, to be responsible for that. Do you know what I mean? And what would you like to happen now, Mary? I mean, would you like to see um, somebody being criminally charged? Would you like to see the state criminally charged for what I happened? I wouldn't mind seeing her to be criminally charged, mm. but that will never happen because she was, it's like a job, you know what I mean? She was paid to do this. It would be up to the HSC. Mm. But I, I can understand your resentment towards her, by the way, even, yeah. even though I, I understand that there has been no criminal charge, but I can understand your resentment towards her because of what happened and your experience. Yeah, um, I wouldn't mind the HSC. Someone has to pay for what has happened. I'm never going to get closure. I'm not now. Like, mm-hmm. how will I ever get closure on this? Nobody has paid. Nobody has. Apologized. And how does that make you feel now that you you know legally you can't get closure? Very angry. Very mm-hmm. very angry and frustrated. Like I've never been on depression tablets until I had my child. I had to go on. To, I went more. I I lost trust. Being honest with you, mm-hmm. after I gave birth to my first. Um, and you suffered from depression yourself, from postnatal yeah. depression, right? Yeah, anxiety is extreme. Like I can't. With coming from a past, I find it very hard to make friends. Very hard to make friends and keep them. You know what I mean? And do you think that all stems from the between the ages of four and eight years of age and the way yeah. you were treated? It does because it's the foundation. When you're four mm-hmm. years old, yeah, absolutely. It's the foundation of what you're going to turn out like. Oh, they're formative years of your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? They really are the formative years of your they life. They really are. Like, they're the foundation of what you're going to be like and if you're going to have anxiety or not. Like, I have anxiety to the roof, like, mm. you know. And can you can you remember almost each and every day that you were there, yeah? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, yeah. And I'll never forget um, who, and I'd have to just watch him on the roundabout or on the roller coaster. So, so somebody else that was in the family home was being treated differently to you. Yeah. So it was almost like there was a resentment towards you. You were just basically a way of making money, I suppose, is yeah. the way you felt you were yeah, used. Yeah, I was just a way of making money, mm-hmm. to be honest. Mary, I'm really sorry to hear your story. It's a horrific story and a horrible story. And I hope, I, I, I'm assuming that you'll continue to uh, badger the HSE in Tusla in relation to it. Yeah. Um, and I hope you get some sort of success at the end of it and some sort of, I don't know what, what, what can actually happen at the end of it. I know that we're not going to change the law and the statute no, of limitations. Not, no, I just said I want to come there because I need, I know I'm not the only person. No, time. you're probably not. I'm sure I there's other people listening in the same situation. There's thousands of others and I want them to come forward before it's too late because for me it's too late. Maybe it's not too late for someone else to 
Okay, so the point you're making is if anybody else finds himself in a similar situation to you, is maybe 17 or 18 years of age and happens to be listening today, don't wait. No, don't. Don't wait. And even think, oh, this is never going to affect me. Sure, I forgot. Don't. It will affect you. It mm. will. I can guarantee you it might affect you there tomorrow, but 10 years down the road when you have a little on your own and you're looking at them doing something petty or they're wet the bed and you're thinking, oh my God, when that happened to me, I was putting boiling hot water. Oh, I'm telling you, it will affect you. Please come forward. All right, well, listen, Mary, thank you very much for sharing that story with us today. It's a horrific story, and I, and I wish you well in the future, Mary, and I hope everything yeah. works out for you in the future. All right. Okay, bye, Niall. Thank All right, thanks bye very bye. much, Niall. Um, by the way, we purposely changed her name for obvious reasons and um, because there has been any charges in that particular situation. Um, <clears throat> and obviously, Mary's not her name, but a lot of people texting in, Hi, Niall. What a brave, wonderful woman. My heart is in pieces for her. She's not alone. We should set up a campaign to support this woman. I'm in tears listening to her. It is an awful story. Could you imagine? I, I just have the... When I heard the story first, early on, myself and Helena spoke about it and she described some of the story to me that this woman had. And I heard, and I thought about her, you know, getting sick because she was unwell with a heart condition at the time. And, and I thought about this woman, you know, an adult. You imagine an adult to a five-year-old child bending her down and kneeling her down the ground and making her lick up her own vomit. Could you imagine doing that to a child... You wouldn't do that to a dog. You know, you hear people dipping a dog's nose in their pee when they pee in a house. Like, even that, to be nowadays, is frowned upon to do something like that to a dog. Now, if I'm a child, and then doing things for another child purposely to annoy her, like giving the other child chocolate, bringing the other child to an amusement park uh, while she had to sit there, you know, and, and the fear that she must have had, you know, when uh, somebody from HSE came around that she couldn't open her mouth or she'd get a hide and making her skin burn by using her hands. Like, I know exactly what she's talking about. What a horrible, horrible person that would do something like that to a child. Absolutely. Uh, unfortunately for her in this situation, because there was no sexual abuse, thankfully no sexual abuse, although what she went through was traumatic, um, uh, there is a statute of limitations on it. So she was told nothing can be done about it, although the HSE investigated her case and because of all the cooperating claims in relation to her family and, and, and the evidence that she's given, they have no doubt that it actually happened, but there's nothing can be actually done about it. What a horrific, horrific story. Let me go to Joanna. Joanna, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Joanna? Hi, how are you? Joanna, you were in foster care as well. I was. Um, I was in and out of foster care on different occasions through my childhood, due to family situation. And to be honest, most of my experiences have been fantastic. I was left with amazing families. How many, how many, f- how many foster homes were you with, by the way? Uh, oh, I would say on and off, probably between 10. Gosh, that's a lot of moving around, isn't it? Yeah, I've, I've been to, I'd say, 20 different schools over my lifetime. Oh, my. Yeah. Um, and what, so what age, just to clarify for me, because maybe my ignorance, what age do you finish in foster care? Is it 18 or when you finish your education? Which is it? It is legally, at the time, 18. I don't know if it has changed from my generation. Okay. Um, but as far as I was aware, it was 18. 18, um, okay. I would have been... Pretty much that. that and what happens at 18 then? See you now, on your own. Yeah, I've uh, established myself. Uh, I'm self-employed. I'm in my own business. I'm, well done I, to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I just... And can yeah. you describe, okay, you said there was the good and the bad. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously the good was good and you got affection and you got treated yeah. like one of the children in the house. Absolutely. But what was the bad like? Um, the bad, personally, it wasn't my experience. It was what I witnessed with my younger sister. 
my younger sister would have been a character, a bubbly character, a little bit wild. Um, not in a bold way, but just in wild as in having lots of energy and wouldn't sit still. A little bit hyper, yeah. Yeah, um, where I would have been a very quiet child, um, very do what I'm told, sit there. Um, my sister would have made up personality-wise in the way. Okay, um, yeah. yeah. You know, um, well, I had one experience um, with my sister with a family that we were living with at the time, and this person, it wasn't the parent, it was the sibling, she would just kick and my sister just had resentment towards her, would hit her, would hurt her, would be really mean to her, um, and she would have been a teenager. And my um, did, the, was, did the, the foster parents know that this was going on, or had they any idea this was going on? At the time when it started, I couldn't tell her. I was afraid of this girl. I actually was afraid of her myself, but I did eventually speak to her, and she didn't believe me. Um, and luckily, the social or the HSC social worker did come, and she did speak to me privately, and I did tell her eventually what was happening. And we were removed from the situation. It was investigated. We were removed. Okay. But it was a difficult situation because while it was being reviewed, we were left in the situation. Just to mention as well, because there's two, there was two EUs. Now, I don't know what the fee at the time was. And some parent yeah. foster parents will have a couple of kids or three kids. Yeah. It depends on how many children they have themselves. Yeah. It's €352, Euro, I've just clarified, per child. Okay. So wow. there, there is quite a bit of money involved in yeah. it. Because a good, yeah. I, I can tell you now, I have to, it doesn't cost 352 to raise a child every week. It does not. No. There so. was three of us. There was actually three of us. I had, a, again, a younger sister as well. Um, and because I, being the older one, I was very protective. Um, I, I was kind of rearing them, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I know, I understand. Um, yeah, older. Well, that, that can happen in a family too. Older siblings yeah. can help rear younger yeah. siblings too. Well, and and when you look, what about food and clothing and school school books and so? Well, I know you're in a lot of schools, but yeah. school books and stuff like that. I mean, how do you, in comparison to how you would have been treated if you were in a family, so to speak, you know, all your life? Do you, th- um, do you think it was acceptable? Well, I took my school books from my 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 maternal mother. Um, so we did have school books, and at the time there were schemes available that paid amount. Book renting, renting schemes, yeah. Yeah, so we did have them, but that was my mother did provide that for us, and my mother was involved with the system. Um, but in saying that we were returned to our parents eventually, and personally, I would have been preferred to be kept in the system and would have preferred to be put in a different family altogether. And I'm wondering, you know, with, with your own uh, maternal parents, your your biological uh, mother, I mean, was, yeah. can, can I ask it, if it's not too well, personal, what no. what was the reason why you ended up in foster care? Um, my mother suffered a nervous breakdown from a few deaths in the family. Right, okay. And my dad was, suffered with mental illness. He was a child of an orphanage and he had his own. Okay, and did there. you have any contact with them throughout your childhood? I, I did. Okay. I did. Um, my dad would have been a very private person. My mom would have been involved a lot. Did she come and visit you? And she came and visit us and all that, and it was all lovely, <laughs> you know, on the visit. But why? You... Why wouldn't they? Because maybe it's just a thought I had. When when you have a child that you can't yeah. look after, right? Be you an alcoholic or have mental yeah. illness or whatever it happens to be, and you can't look after. Yeah. And there, there is no probably hope in the future that you're going to be looking after the child. Yeah. Why won't they put them up for adoption? I think, it, I, I'll be honest with you, I think that 
the system is flawed. They should be made go and get help. They should be made see counsellors. The system is flawed. They're not. They they do a twelve week program and it's that's it. These people. I mean, if you're if you're an alcoholic and you have a child, or you're a drug addict and you have yeah. a child, yeah. in America, for example, the child is taken yeah. off you at birth unless you can prove you're six six months clean, right? Yeah. But if it's a case that say somebody's a drug addict and they have a child and the child is going mm. from foster care to foster care to foster care and there's no danger of that person going off drugs, I think there's a point you have to come to where the state said, look, you're either clean in six months or the child has gone up for adoption. We can't do this to a child for the rest yeah. of their life. Well, I was always told growing up that if I spoke up. For my parents, I was separating the family and it was all my fault if I did that. So that was put on me as a child. So I didn't really understand it all. I understood I was the bad guy and I was separating my siblings and not giving them a choice. So I shut up and didn't speak out because I was the bad guy. And how has that, that affected your life now? So how old are you now, Joanna? I would be 38. Okay. And how has it affected your life? And, and do you have children mm. yourself now? I have now. And okay. it would be a bit similar with the previous lady. I found it hard to bond with my child. Okay. Um, I felt guilty that I couldn't bond. I felt, why can't I bond? What's wrong with me? Am I damaged? Um, and do you, you think know, you're damaged? I don't think I am now, because I'm a big believer of speaking out and going to counselling. And, and the more you talk about these things, the more you, yeah, you learn to deal I, with these I situations. Yeah. Where I felt ashamed, I suppose it's the Irish, <laughs> Irish in us that you feel ashamed. See, we don't understand up. the effect that, you know, that when we're young children or babies or, like, for example, I, I was born in an orphanage in St. Pat's Home of the Raven Road, so I was there till yeah. I was 18 months old, right? And, yeah. okay, it, it might be something as simple as probably as a baby I wasn't picked up and cuddled and hugged or breastfed or whatever, I don't know, as a baby. And I found later in life that the reflection that had on me was that I was probably overcompensating for that. In other words, yeah. that I'm a very affectionate person. I'm, yeah. I'm over the top. I'm a, yeah. I'm a cuddler. You know, I'm a hugger. Yeah. I love I love affection, right? And I don't mean sex. I mean just affection. No. Yeah. You know, yeah. And I think maybe you try to overcompensate in life for that then. Yeah, I, I get that. I think I'm more of a hugger now than I've ever been in my life. <laughs> yeah, because you're trying to overcompensate for yeah, everything absolutely. that happened to you. Yeah, And I always try and tell my daughter that so how do you, you think, know, how, Joanna, for, for yeah. other children listening out there, when I say children, they're all adults now, particularly, I think foster carers are probably more scrutinised now than they ever were before. But yeah. for, for other children that have come out of foster care and have had situations uh, like our previous caller, Mary, which was quite mm. distressing to listen to. Absolutely. I mean, what do you think the solution is? I mean, I for think we're forgotten about. I think once you're out of the school system, you're a number, move on and, and sort yourself out. And you're totally forgotten about. There is no support network for any, good or bad. Good, you know, even when you finish the system of foster, you know, there's no system for. So where did you go when you were 18? Where did what happened? Um, to you? I I moved abroad. I, I travelled. I tried to figure out who I was. Where do I belong? But you were on your own. If you didn't get a job, that's it. You were homeless. I was homeless. Yeah, I I was working. I got I worked anything cleaner job pub mm-hmm. anything. I did anything. I. I I, I, I just did anything and I worked four or five jobs and that was it. Because a lot, um, a lot of people would say, oh, well, look, you're 18, you're grand, you're an adult, so that's your, you're supposed to do that anyway. But I suppose, you know, my children, who are now all grown up, 17, 19 and 23, if ever they have problems, they can always come back to the family home. Yeah. Do you know sometimes they, they always I, have their parents yeah. to fall back on, but you didn't have any fallback. No, I didn't have any of that. Um, I didn't even understand that there was counselling there. I didn't understand that there was a support or that other people 
were in foster care or other people had suffered or other people were. There was just no talking. It was like, you were, I felt like in a sense you were in an institution. You went in, you were part of this group, then you left and that was the end of it. And you just felt lost as a human being, as a person. felt that there was no connection. You didn't know who you are. And I seen even to today's standards, I think people are still figuring it out. I know they're a lot more mature and more aware of life. But my age, 18, I knew nothing. But to, to go to that many foster homes and, and what did you say, 26 schools? Yeah. Jeepers creepers. I mean, even to yeah. think about, the, that's, that's more yeah. than one school a year. Yeah. I mean, most children could handle yeah. maybe two or three changes in their lifetime yeah. and that would upset them, you yeah. know? But I mean, to, to, to go to two or three schools every year. Well, it year. has affected us. Even yeah. my other sisters, it's affected us that it, it, it's, we don't trust people. But it affects your education trust. as well. I mean, you don't which, trust. yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. And, and the, I mean, not having a, a good education leaves you a disadvantage in life too. You know, absolutely. Which is why I went back and did a degree later in life. And, well, well done and, to you. Yeah, and you know, and 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 if you don't do that, go and do something that you're passionate about, and you you have to make your life happy, but you have to allow yourself to be sad and let people know that it's okay that you went through this. It's not your fault. That's the problem. It's not the person's fault if they're hurt or something has happened. And I think we're not, I'm not saying, we're not acknowledging it. It's, it's oh, it happened 10 years ago. Get on with it. No, it's not okay to say that. This person is hurting. This person has to still live. This is why suicide rate, for different reasons, is so high in our country. Because it's a shame thing to talk about it in our culture. We are improving and getting better. But we are so behind. We are All right, well, so listen, I have to say, well said. And, and good luck to you. And well done, by the way, and, and turning your life around. Thank you. And, and making the best of your life, Joanna. Thanks very much for sharing that story. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.